If you are a product-based business or if you just want to leave your 9-to-5 job and do something that actually gives you life, this episode is for you. Hello, I'm your host, Rhonda Jenkins, influencer marketing expert, event planner, lifestyle blogger, and founder of The Blogger Brunch. This podcast is all about empowering women through community and marketing resources. So get ready to take some notes and let's go. Okay, today's episode is so fun, you guys. We are doing a special interview for all of my product-based biz babes out there. That was a lot of bees. But we are joined today by Abby Gallagher, and I'm so freaking excited. Abby, welcome to the show, girlfriend. Thank you so much for having me. I am thrilled to be here and talk to you guys. It's going to be so fun. A little background, Abby is the creator, founder, creative talent behind Words for a Season. So Abby, tell everyone what that is. Yes. Okay. So my company is called Words for a Season. I create temporary tattoos out of my handwriting. Your first initial thought is the tattoos and your kids, and it's not that. So they are an elevated version of that same concept of a water transfer tattoo, like temporary tattoo, but they're all in my hand lettering calligraphy, and they're all a positive encouragement um, phrase or word or flower to give you a little pep talk to your day and a way to express yourself through the seasons of life. I love that. Thank you. So the name, all that to say is the name kind of has that double meaning where I'm a big believer in that different words speak to you in different seasons of life. So I do the word of the years, that kind of thing too. So this is a way to have that visual reminder of that without having to get a permanent tattoo. And then of course, a temporary tattoo is just temporary. So it's just on your skin for a season. I love that. I think a lot of people hear temporary tattoos and they're like, what the heck? Like, what kind of business is this? But you guys, these tattoos are elevated boho chic handwriting, but it's actually Abby's handwriting. So it's just a simple product, but so cool. Think of all of the times you want to wear a word that means something special to you or how fun that is for a gift or bachelorette parties and everyone has a tattoo and it's just elevated. So I love it. Thank you. And I will say, Abby, I think your brand overall is such a vibe. Your Instagram, your branding, the lettering itself, everything. So tell me, how did that vibe come about? Where is that inspiration from? Thank you so much. Like all of us small business owners, we put a lot of ourselves into our branding and our products. When thinking through the branding and how I wanted to have um, the presentation of the brand, it really is a byproduct of myself, really. I put my heart into this. The color palettes, the kind of neutral and earthy vibes is very much me. So it's an easy setup to then launch this. I love that. No, that makes total sense. I think everyone out there is like nodding their head. They're like, yes, totally. My brand is me. And a lot of women get stuck when they're trying to create a brand or a product or just anything creative and it doesn't reflect them and that's when they run into roadblocks or it just doesn't feel authentic. So I think you are definitely onto something there and that's probably what we can attribute, you know, part of your success to. So good job. Thank you. Thank you. And of course, to speak to that too, there is always no pressure to have it right the first time. Before I launched 
with my company name words for a season. It was just a hashtag I had been doing just to build rapport with my followers that like, hey, I do lettering. So my initial launch was not with my current business name. So never be afraid to launch and then just rebrand or just you don't have to be perfect initially. I love that. That's such a good message. I think every business owner is like, yes, amen, girl. Okay, we're going to talk kind of about the business side of things, the products, and then a little bit of the digital side, even though you are a physical product. So I'm excited to get into it. But first, I think you have some exciting news to share with us about maybe your nine to five job. Yes. So you guys, I have been hustling with words for a season on the side for five years. So my company turns five at the end of this month, which is incredible. And to celebrate, I am going full-time. So I just went full-time last week was my last day with my I'm at corporate nine to five. And I am just so excited to really pour more of my time and efforts into my business. So I'm so excited. Ah, I'm so excited for you. That's so huge. Thank you so much. That's the thing everyone's working for, right? They're like, I want to grow my side hustle. I want it to be my full-time gig. I know I can make money from this. You did it. Thank you. It took five years of hard work and commitment, right? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so about that, you said you've been doing words for a season for five years. That's a long time. It has been. Tell me how you balanced corporate job, working full-time, and a side hustle for five yes. years. What did that look like for you? Yes. So I'm sure you guys are like me where you, as a creative, you kind of just juggle a lot. You're like, oh my gosh, like I will put in my time for like a corporate nine to five. If it's not something that you love, you do your time and then you get fulfillment after hours, right? You spend that time in the evenings and then on weekends doing your passion. So I uh, always juggled with a bunch of my plate, like in college. And then I'm of course working corporate for almost a decade now. So how I balanced was I'm taking things bit by bit. So I didn't take on, I'm going to tell you guys, but I do wholesale too. So I launched by just doing direct to consumer. And then as the years progressed, I started doing the pop-ups, doing wholesaling, and then doing Dallas market and building onto my company in stages, if you will. So that kind of helps with not trying to do everything at once, but taking things in stages. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think that's so important to remember. We want to just jump in and I want to wholesale. I want to sell directly to my girls. I want to go to market. I want to get picked up by all these brands. And you're like, okay, first, why don't you create your product and see what happens? Just put something out there and see how it goes. So that's so good. Okay, I love the balance. When did you know, no, no, that you wanted to go full-time with Words for a Season? Oh my goodness. I would say, uh, you guys, it's been on my heart for so long to be able to do what I love. A little backstory. I've had, I guess, several careers, if you will, at this point of my life. So I'm 30 and I used to be a teacher and I used to work as a children's pastor right out of college. So I've had like different careers and I ended up going back to school at night and I got my MBA in business. So I was like, you know what? I did not hustle hard just to go back into corporate America and just do my time and then get to live my passion on the weekends. 
And it got to the point where I think probably turning 30, I was just like, what am I doing? I need to be doing what I love 24 seven and just reevaluating things. So I would probably say turning 30 was just my, not midlife crisis by any means, (laughs) but more of a, hey, we're the generation of, we do wanna have our fulfillment and joy in what we do. Wait, let me step back. Let me give credit to the Lord because he put it on my heart. Yeah, turning 30, but rewind. I genuinely feel like this is something that I've been praying about. And truthfully, the Lord was like, hey, trust me. And turning 30, yes. But I feel like it really is one of those leaps of faith where it's like, you know what? He gave me this dream and he gave me this vision five years ago and even beyond five years ago because it took me a while to actually launch and put um, pedal to the metal and actually create this company. But I really do believe it's one of those things of like, I'm just going to just fully trust him and see what happens. Yeah, I love that. And I truly believe if there is like a dream on your heart or just something that like won't go away, you can't get that thought out or that business idea out. There's a reason it's there. That's your calling Mm -hmm. to fulfill that. I truly believe that. And I'm like, girl, you're entering your I'm doing this for me era, right? Please make that Reels video. Okay. But (laughs) no, that's so good. You kind of touched on this, but I think a lot of like the entrepreneur game and being self-employed, welcome to the club, right? Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of that is about mindset and some discipline and the mental work. So what's your mindset like? How do you combat those harder days or when something doesn't go your way in your business? Oh, good question. I would say keep a tally of your wins. I will write everything down. Like I have a note of just the wins and the different goals that I have and really looking back and reflecting and seeing all that, all that you've done to this point really does help combat the slow days or the days where you're like, this is scary. Am I doing the right thing? And then you look back and you see how far you've come and you really think about the why and the who. And because for me, I genuinely, yes, they're temporary tattoos, but I genuinely believe they can be that really encouragement to others. That's why I'm doing this. I want someone to, if they're going through a hard time, they see on their arm the phrase, you are enough, or be still and abide and just different positive phrases to where just like one person has like a better day because they saw that and they believed it just from contemporary tattoo, then it's all worth it, right? So just remembering why you're doing it, how your, your product will positively impact others. I love if you're having a hard day, you can literally put on your own product and be encouraged. You're like, yes, I'm doing it. I do that all the time. It's so fun. Hey, check out my new VIP done in a day experience. It's custom marketing strategy, one part coaching and one part I do the work for you. If you're ready to grow your blog or business, this is the fastest way to level up your brand. Check out the link in the show notes. Something just popped into my head. You guys, I didn't tell you how I met Abby or how long I have known her. And how many years has it been? Like five years? It's got to be five years. I don't know. Yeah, my sister and I moved to Dallas, Texas five years ago. And we met you relatively recent from moving. This is just a huge plug for last week's podcast episode about networking, but we met at a coffee shop and I was there with my friend Lisa and I was trying to do my thing, get my Instagram photo of my coffee, look cute. It wasn't working out too well. Lo and behold, the two girls sitting across the table from us are Abby and her sister Liz and they both happen to be these like 
wonderfully creative, talented, like photographer, brand designer, all of these things. And they're like, yeah, we kind of saw you. I was like, oh my gosh, how embarrassing that I was trying to get this, no, you know, we picture were, perfect photo. <laughs> we were there cheering you on. They were like, get the photo. Let us know if you need help. <laughs> they're so sweet. Yeah, we met that day and then just stayed connected over the years. It's cool. I've had a little bit of a backseat friend cheering you on view yes. of you building this business. So very, very cool to see. Yes. Anyway, okay, diving back in. Yeah. LOL. So I want to talk about the product itself and how do you go about building a product-based business? I am all digital. I've done events. I've done courses. I do coaching, but never products. So I want to hear from you. What advice do you have? I think a lot of people might be listening and thinking, okay, but how do I do that? Mm -hmm. How do I start a product-based business? How do I get going? I want to hear a little bit of advice of how to get started with a product-based business, or if someone does have one, how do they make it grow? Yes, of course. So I would say, I guess there's two routes of going when it's a product-based. It's either handmade by you or you get with a manufacturer to create your product. Yeah. So I started out initially doing everything myself. So I now use an iPad for my work, but before the iPad was even big or, any, or even like a product, I was doing scanning my handwriting and working and vectorizing my handwriting via Illustrator and like using a literal scanner in 2012. Yes. So definitely you have to figure out what machines or what kind of technology you need to create your product. So I would definitely say just find out which route you need, whether you can literally make it yourself and or go a manufacturer route. And advice with that on how to scale it, I would say definitely, we spoke to a little bit earlier, but wholesaling really does positively affect your business by way of brand awareness too. So I launched my business with wholesale, I believe at the end of 2018. So for those who are new to the product-based business, wholesaling is where buyers for local boutiques and or big box retailers buy your product and resell it. So where the pros and cons go with that is the margins of your product and selling. So wholesaling by industry standard is typically 50% off your retail. So that's how much you sell it to a retailer. So you have to then factor in with my product, is that even doable? So my price point with my tattoos is they're definitely accessible. They're about like $657 per tattoo. So I have to, when I'm making these, I have to then think, okay, if I wholesale them, it's 50% off for wholesale, give or take. And then of course, what it costs for me to physically make it. So wholesaling, you do have to think through those things if you want to go that route or direct to consumer is of course the best way because you essentially are selling it directly to your community and your people. So you don't have to go through a middleman, but the middleman does positively affect your business. I'm in stores in Canada and in all around the US because of wholesaling where I can't be here in Dallas, I can't be everywhere pushing my product. That's so amazing. You're in Canada? Yeah, it's so fun. That's amazing. Really cool. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Thank you. Making it yourself direct to consumer or wholesale, manufacturing wholesale. Okay, we've got some good options so far. Now I'm like, mm, what could I make? What can I make? I'm like, Rhonda, you don't need another business. Get out of here. <laughs> it's so much fun. So you said you do markets, you do wholesale. Talk to me about growing your business. You mentioned events and PR. How do you work with people and do events for your brand? What does that look like for you? I would say 
as a business owner, of course, I am the most passionate about this. I have no problem going up to a business owner of a, of a boutique or sending emails, like cold emails to people, just saying like, hey, this is who I am. This is the heart behind my company. I would love to talk further about being in your store or working with you, collaborating with you for a pop-up or event. So don't be afraid to pitch yourself. I have my business cards right in my purse, ready to whip out at a moment's notice. And with that, I reach out to the people who are your ideal partners. My top brands personally that like I shop with are Anthropology, Madewell, Free People, those kind of brands. Locally, I just walk in and I'm like, hi, I'm shopping. But then I ask to speak to a manager and then make those connections and build that rapport with the leadership and then see if I can do a pop-up. And thankfully, it's been amazing. Over the past two or three years, I've really been doing the more in-person pop-ups and I've landed all of those accounts and it's been such a wonderful experience. But yeah, don't be afraid to just talk to people and showcase what you do. And it's not ever from like a sales driven or like a salesy mindset. It's more of like, well, this is what I do. And I would absolutely love to partner with you. But if not, no worries. I'll just look for somebody I'll else. I'll be somewhere can... else. I'm yeah, so like, busy. I... <laughs> yeah. No, that's so good. I mean, networking is so huge. When I used to do events, people were like, how'd you do that? How'd you work with that person? And I was like, I showed up mm-hmm. and I asked to speak with them and then had a nice convo. And they said, yes, businesses, brands, if someone comes to them and they're like, hey, I've got this fun product, I've got this fun idea, I'm going to bring traffic into your store. Mm-hmm. Hello. Exactly. Of course, you know that pop-up at Anthro sold some shoes, sold some clothes, sold some home decor. Absolutely, they exactly. want to partner with you. Exactly. Yeah, I think what you said about having it be your target brand's Of course, Anthro is saying yes to have you in their store because your brand is on brand with them, right? You've got the boho vibes. They know you're not going to roll in there with some gothic vibe that's not on brand for Anthro. It's a boho vibe. We love Mm -hmm. a gothic vibe. That's great. But it's not Anthro's brand. It's not your brand. It's cool. So I think that's important. Know who your target brands are know who your target customer is, and that's the circle of life, right? For branding. We love it. Exactly. And yeah, and just don't be afraid to send the email. I got in with Anthro corporate-wise. I naturally get their emails, right? Like their new fall line is out or like, hey, check out this new thing. So at the bottom of one of the emails was talking about a new location popping up here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So I went to the Eventbrite and it just pushed at the bottom of the Eventbrite, contact the host. And then it got me in touch with the corporate events director of Anthropology, which is amazing. So just don't be afraid just to like send those emails because you have to think of the other side where it's like, they're not necessarily going to know about you. Like they don't know words for season, but now they do. Just putting yourself in their radar. Yeah. And same goes for my blogger girls, my girls who are pitching digital products, send the email. They don't know about you send the email because they might love you. So Mm -hmm. I love that. Such a good reminder. Okay. You've done a lot of events. I've also seen you and your super adorable setup at Market. Tell me about Market. I've personally never been to a market. Please explain what happens and what it is. Yes. So Market is such a fun experience, you guys. Market in general is located here in Dallas. It's called the Dallas Market Center. There's one in Atlanta. There's shows like in Vegas and New York. So it's this very large 
facility that hosts showrooms and then also temporaries. So with showrooms, that's like when designers or buyers for retailers will go and look at you know the different products in person. But then what market does as a whole too, they do um, different shows. So there's apparel and accessories show, there's total home and gift. And those are the two that, I mean, they have Western, they have I show basically for any any category. But where I come in is the accessories and apparel and then also the home and gift. So I've done, it's about a four-day event where you pop up. So they have a whole floor dedicated to temporaries and that's where you rent out a space, you pop up, you have your product displays and then you just talk to buyers. So it's an amazing experience. That's where you get a lot of your traction and your, a lot of your accounts doing market. Okay, next time you go to market, I totally want to come. I'll lend you my lovely olive skin tone, and I'll have a tattoo, and it'll be so great. Yeah, she can be one of my models. I love it. Okay, I'm going to go to market, and I'm going to report back and give you guys, you know, even more of a scoop. Yes, my next market is the end of October, so you're totally invited. (laughs) Okay, perfect. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to start exfoliating now. (laughs) Woo, I'm excited. Okay, market, going to that. Perfect. Okay, so all of this is obviously in person. You're big in person, you're talking to people, you're making connections, you're putting tattoos on people, like showing them your product. What about digital? How do you show that on Instagram? So how do you use a digital presence to influence success in a physical product world? I love that question. Excellent question. (laughs) So using my digital platform, I would say definitely social media is, of course, huge because I can ship. So having a product-based business and also digital, of course, like you can download a digital product, but also you can ship your product all around the U.S. and overseas if you wanted to. So having that online presence opens up your community who do not live in your city to also have access to your product. So I would say definitely utilize posting about your product. I, to tag on that wholesale conversation from earlier, I'm on a wholesale platform. So that is separate from my website. I signed up with a wholesaling commerce site and my storefront is on there for buyers to find me. So very cool with that. And then of course, on my social media and like newsletters, I have those links to my personal business website. So that way it's direct to consumers. Okay. So use that as a platform to really build your community, showcase your brand and who you are and what you do to really build those connections. Of course, I love hearing you say my newsletter. All my girls are like, OMG, email queen, get that newsletter going, love it. But you know, as soon as a buyer or potential customer checks out your page, they're like, oh, okay, that's on brand for us. Or like, this product could do well in our stores. They're absolutely creeping on you on your Instagram, website, everything. So awesome. I think that's so great. Of course, I'm a huge proponent of have a legitimate looking brand on social. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be perfect, but you should have a brand presence. So I'm so glad you agree. And I'm sure that's contributed to your success. I agree. And that to go further on that thought too, any applications that I fill out for events or to work with companies, they always ask. They're like, what's your social media handles? Give me all of them. Show me your... Really? Yes. So it's definitely very advantageous to have those set up beforehand. So that way, when you're presenting yourself to somebody that it's already looking great, it's going to be a positive reinforcement for your company, all of those channels. And then also, as I'm thinking about it, have a pitch deck. This is something that mm. you've probably heard that these terms like a deck for your brand or for your products where it has your line sheets for your product 
and a line sheet is where you have all your product names, how much they cost, the different variants, which is like color or for me, it's like the different options for the words or like the different options for flowers. So have all that information because it's definitely going to be asked of you, especially for wholesaling and for events, because they want to know what products do you have and what is kind of that price point, that range. Because I had an exciting thing that I got to do was I was a part of Magnolia's Spring at the Silo event back in March. So cool. It was amazing. It was such an incredible opportunity. And that was something that they asked her. They're like, well, what are your price ranges for your products? Show us your website, your Instagram, all of that to see if it's a good fit. It's like a a media kit for your brand. Exactly. Right? Yep. Yeah. That's so good. Okay. We are about to wrap up. Of course, I could just chat with you all day. I think this is so cool and so interesting. And I'm super excited for you. But to just quit your corporate job. I just love that. So you are replacing your full-time income. So I want to know, and I feel like the people want to know, how are you replacing your full-time income with a product that's $7? So reasonably priced, so affordable. How does that math work out? Can you say that? (laughs) Yes. I think a lot um, to attest to that is the several years of doing it on the side. So this is something that thankfully I did have the corporate job because of course corporate gets a bad rep sometimes, but I can use that as my security, right? That security blanket of I have my income. I do not have to worry about my words for a season providing my income at that moment. So honestly, I have saved. I was not really paying myself for four or five years, right? I would put it back into the business to have that inventory set. And then now I'm kind of at the point where I have my strong inventory. I have my larger expenses already kind of covered. Those initial startup costs have been taken care of over the last years. So now I'm at that point where I'm like, okay, now I can start paying myself with these sales. I can go ahead and take some of that and actually use that towards my living expenses versus just like putting it back into my business. So I would say for me, at least it was the time. Of course, nobody wants to work on something for five years by any means, but I would say at least use those first initial, maybe a few months or whatnot of doing it on the side to really save that and be intentional with your finances and what you use for expenses and everything like that. I would say just be intentional to save and then you can kind of have that cushion when you take the leap. Yeah, I think a lot of people think, oh, I want to leave my nine to five and I'm going to start making $100,000 in my side hustle and then I'll leave. And it's like, uh, maybe, like maybe. Mm-hmm. And that happens. Exactly. Like, it but could like, be viral for sure. Yeah. And like have that instant success. But yeah, yes, of course. But most likely most people are like, that's not how it happened for me. It was like a slow, steady growth. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, if you're making $10,000 a month in your corporate job, maybe you get your business up to like 6000 a month and you're like, I can meet my expenses. Mm, but with that extra time, can I generate more? And I think a lot of people just want to go all in and not really prep for it. So I love what you said about saving. I saved money. I set aside money to have some cushion. So if you are wanting to leave your job, that savings account better be looking good. Don't just quit your job, you guys. Right. And to really, really evaluate what your biggest return is, right? So to keep me doing my business full time, I have to be sustainable, right? I can't just live off my savings. So I really reevaluated really I see the largest return in and that's doing markets and obviously direct to consumers. So just putting more of your time into those different things, you do see the return. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I am so excited for you. I think 
your business is just going to continue to grow and you're going to continue to inspire and encourage women who are buying your product or receiving it as a gift. So great. But tell everyone, where can they find you on Instagram? Yes, of course. So my Instagram is at words for a season, all spelled out. And you can find me at wordsforaseason.com. And yeah, those are my two platforms. And I would love to see you guys. Love to connect with you guys. I love it. You guys go follow Words for a Season, especially if you are a boho neutral babe. That's totally going to be your vibe. Abby, thank you so much for sharing your journey and advice and experience with us today. I think it will really inspire some people. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right, guys. I hope you love this episode and we'll see you next Wednesday. As always, thanks for listening to the Blogger Brunch podcast. You can find the link to today's show notes in the episode description, and you can always find more resources and ways to grow your brand at thebloggerbrunch.com and on Instagram at thebloggerbrunch.com.